You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford, and this is Broker Connect, the show where we bring carriers and brokers together to find new and innovative ways to bring more value to our mutual customers the shipping community. The system's been broken for decades and it's time to fix it. That's my mission on this show. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about building strong relationships, rates, lanes, spot markets, seasonal freight, and of course, we'll talk about the problems and challenges, but we'll seek solutions and so much more. Pick up the phone and join the conversation. We're going to get to your calls and questions in a little bit, but joining the conversation now and kicking off our debut episode of the program, I've got Trent Broberg. He's the general manager at truckstop.com. Trent, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Kevin. Well, great to have you here. And before we get started, I want to have you talk a little bit about truckstop.com and some of the tools that we want to bring to our small carriers. Uh, I, I just want to thank Truckstop and everybody over there, you and the team. I'd list them all, but there's so many. We'd be here for the rest of the show. Uh, you guys have just been a, a great help to me in so many ways. Uh, the idea for this show uh, came out of the Connected Conference last August. I, I did a keynote there and I met a ton of great people. And over that course of a couple days the the idea came together you know that it was called connected and i thinking about you know your customers being you know brokers and carriers and yet at an event like that it was 99 percent brokers um, and i didn't see a lot of just small carriers there and i thought we're just missing such a great opportunity to bring these two together and and talk about things away from the negotiation. You know, it seems like the only time these two groups connect and talk is around a, a freight negotiation, around rates. It tends to be contentious. And I've been on the carrier side of this equation for 30 plus years. Uh, but early in my career, when I had trucks, I, I decided to you know, dip my toe into the broker water and did it for about a year. So I understand that side. And I, I just think that we need to be talking a lot more and working together to provide more value to our customers. I, you know, there, there's one group that pays all of the bills for both of us, and that's the shipping community. And if we want to get better rates, we all do, we need to provide more value to them. And, and I think the way to do it is to get together. And I, I can't think of a, a better organization than truckstop.com to help us facilitate that. So thanks for joining us and thanks for all the help. Yeah, Kevin, we, uh, we love being a part of what you do. Our, our missions align, right? And helping that, that small uh, mid-sized carrier out there be uh, more efficient at their within their business and ultimately uh, make more money. The more we can do that, uh, the easier all of our jobs become. 
because that's what we're focused on. So it's that, and like you mentioned, that collaborative effort with the broker community and the carrier community, how can we get them talking outside of that contentious behavior within a negotiation in the spot world? Uh, because it's only going to help move us forward. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's that's really the whole mission behind the show. And and like I said, I I spend a lot of time still. Um, you know, the the small carrier side is is my world. I've been doing that, helping these guys forever. Um, but I spend a lot of time with the brokers. I I you know speak at the TIA conference occasionally, and I've been to your event. And I, one of the big differences I see being on both sides. Um, when I decided I wanted to be a broker and I knew I needed to learn more, it was easy. There were several conferences a year that I could go to and learn how to be a better broker and learn about the tools that were available to help me do my job. As an owner operator or a small carrier, there was nothing, literally nothing. I couldn't find a single piece of education. And I'm going back you know, 25 years when I started a small fleet and really wanted to learn this stuff because I was struggling. You know, I was working hard, but I knew I was missing knowledge and, and I couldn't find it anywhere. And I thought, why is this so different? You know, why on the broker side is there all this education? And, and that was 25 years ago and there was still education then. Now there's more owner operator or carrier side. I can't find anything. And, you know, I, I finally started, you know, reaching out to the state trucking associations and the TCA. And I, I did start to learn there, but it was really more based at the fleet level. And I wasn't quite there yet. You know, I was running a couple of trucks. I was still driving myself and there wasn't anything to help somebody at that level with, with their first truck or their second or their third. By the time you got up to maybe 10 um, the, the stuff that was being taught at TCA and some of the state associations was more applicable. So I kind of committed to create some educational material for owner operators. And that's what we've been doing the last 25 years. And, and we have a five day conference, the CMC. You guys are a big part of that. But that's it. Um, I, I, I wish I had some competition in this market because competition would make us all better, but nobody seems to be getting into that. And then when I was at, at Broker Connect, knowing that your customer base is brokers and carriers, and yet it's really only the brokers attending those conferences and learning, I thought I've got to get, you know, the, the carriers there, even these, you know, the one truck owner operators who have just gotten their own authority. And, and we need to get them more involved in the whole process. They always feel as though they get the short end of the stick in negotiations. And I tell them, you're right, you do. And the reason you do is because, one, you're, you're not educating yourself on, on the things you need to know. You, you, you're not educating yourself on sales and relationships and negotiation. And you're not even using the tools you're paying for. They're, they're, they have a subscription to your service, and to them, it's a load board. I, I go in, I say I'm here, I want a load, I find a load, I call the broker. That's the extent, and you know that better than, than I do. You're in that world every day, and there are so many more tools. So one of the things I, I'd like you to do today is just kind of run through a list of some of those tools, um, maybe a best practice for two, and in future 
episodes, you know, we're going to have more people from truckstop.com and we're going to dive deeper into those tools. But I, I know you see this. You see the, the brokers in the system all the time and the carriers jump in, get a load and they're gone. Yeah, absolutely. The, I mean, the broker community, like you said, uh, they typically are the ones that are educated because they're they're at a desk and they're not, they're not out on the road earning uh you know, they're living. So it's a little bit easier for them to consume content and actually make a trip to uh, the TIA or another organization uh, conference to learn. Uh, but you're right. I mean, it's tough for, for the owner operator, the small guy, the small fleet out there to uh, take time out of their day to take their own, you know, money and travel to a conference. So it's how do we push that digital content or how do we push those the technology and the tools that makes it easy for those guys to understand uh, whether they're winning or losing in three seconds or less? So that's kind of a, when I'm developing the software for the guys and gals out there on the road, how do we make this uh, easy for them to understand? You mentioned a lot of people look at Truck Stop as just a place where I go in there, I search for freight, and I post my truck. And then all of a sudden, if I'm posting my truck, I get a lot of calls if, uh, if I post it appropriately, or I find some freight uh, that just happens to meet my basic criteria. Maybe it's just an origin destination pair. But digging deeper into what's already applicable within your solution, depending on what you're purchasing from Truck Stop and what your membership level is, you, know, you can really get some, some great analytical information to make better judgments and make better decisions during the negotiation process to make sure that it's a win-win solution, right? It's, we don't want win-loss solutions here. We don't want the broker always winning or the carrier always winning. The better relationships we have, the better information and data we have, the more we all win. And you mentioned, uh, you know, just kind of a list of our products that we have today to offer to our customers and most of our carrier uh, subscription uh, that's where most of our customers are on the carrier side and they they purchase us at a basic level and they use us at a basic level but looking farther into what you have today you've got products that will allow you to understand the credit worthiness of the broker or even shipper that you're dealing with within the truck stop network things like credit stop broker, credit stop shipper, to help mitigate some of that risk that you may have within your environment. Uh, that's a very popular tool for us. Jump in there real quick, Trent. When the music plays, that means we've got to get to a break, and we're going to come right back. We're going to finish up on that list, and uh, we're going to bring on our other guest. We're going to talk about some things. We're going to open up the phone lines. We've got a lot of stuff yet today. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Broker Connect. Right now with me on the line, I've got Trent Broberg from truckstop.com, and we're talking about the, the services they offer, the products and services that are, in my opinion, very underutilized by the carrier community, and we're trying to make those uh, more well-known and, and get you familiar with them and get you using them. So, Trent, pick up where you left off there. Yeah, thanks, Kevin. Uh, you know, where I left off on the credit stop broker, it's basically about mitigating risk for the carrier community. Uh, we've got insurance products, like I said, uh, data around the credit worthiness and the days to pay within the broker and shipper community. Uh, new mobile solution to help you on the go to help search for the right and filter out the right freight. Uh, with obviously all those products, one of our our most popular is our rating solutions, digging into the rates and understanding uh, what the trends are with the rates, what they've been, and are they trending up or trending down so that you know what kind of negotiation strength you have. And then along on that same line is one of our most popular solutions, which is our decision tool set. This is available for all of you already out there on Truck Stop. It's really talking about the supply and demand within a specific origin or destination pair to understand the leverage you have. Are there more carriers? Are there more trucks available? Are there more loads available? Uh, when you're looking at the broker community, that's the number one item and the number one data point they look at when they're when they're going into negotiation. How many trucks hey, are me, in there? How many loads are in there? Jump in there real quick, Trent, because we we believe uh -huh. that the, the negotiation skills are so important for small carriers, and they're lacking them. That, that we created an entire day of negotiation training at our conference, our CMC. We brought in a negotiation trainer. And one of the things, I, I've taken several courses, one of the things that is clear when it comes to negotiation, the, the, the person with the advantage is the person one that understands some negotiation skills, which really are not what a lot of people think they are. They're not those bartering kind of skills they think about. They're really relationship building skills because you mentioned win-win rather than win-lose. And if we're bartering, it's always just win-lose. If we're building relationships, it's really win-win. We, we seek out solutions that benefit both of us and we teach that, but then the next key factor in who has the advantage is who has more information. And, and that's really what we're trying to get them to understand is that same information is available to the carrier. They're just not using it. Yeah, you're right. And, and it's all about the data. So within the truck stop environment, our carrier community can go into uh, the solution and understand uh, what type of leverage they have. And like you mentioned, the win-win solution, it's not the short term in the actual negotiation itself, but it's the relationship for the long-term mindset and thinking not just this load, but future loads and how it can create and establish better relationships for the future. Absolutely. Great stuff. And look, I know you've got a ton of tools and, and we're going to talk more about them in the future. And uh, that was great. We're going to uh, bring on our next set of guests and uh, get to know them. And then we're going to try to get to some of your calls and questions. So joining me now from Kirsch Transportation, I have the owner, Cam Kirsch, and the 
Tom, I'm process analyst, Tom Comstock. So welcome to the program, you two. Thank, Thank you. you, Kevin. And, uh, you know, I have to say, I met some of your people at Connected last August when I was speaking, and my message there was, you know, I really want to bring these two groups together. I, I've had a foot in both of these worlds for a lot of years, and I, I wanted to bring the two groups together. And I had ideas on ways we should be doing that, and, and I was talking to a lot of brokerages, and they were, they seemed almost shocked by some of my ideas around building relationships. And yet when I was talking to people from your organization, they weren't shocked at all. They said, well, that's how we do business every day. And I knew that I needed to spend more time with you guys and I needed to get you on the show because you're, this is how you run your business. You're already doing a lot of the things that I, I was trying to introduce to the broker side. So, um, Thanks for all the help, and thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you. And <clears throat> this is Tom, and I was actually one of the people that was sat in during your uh, speech, and it really drove home what we're trying to do here, and that's why, you know, we initially started talking afterwards. It is all about the relationships, and that's what we drive home here. So your message really hit home for us, and that's why we wanted to try and partner up and kind of spread the word and show showcase kind of how – it can work with building the relationships instead of transactions. Yeah, and and Cam, I, I would love if you would share your story with our listeners because you have, you have such an amazing history in transportation. Could you take a couple minutes and, and share that? Sure. Um, my son and I are business partners, and um, we just celebrated our 16th birthday. Um, we come from a long line of trucking um, with various uh, family members and um, from our great my great-grandfather digging ice out of sloughs in northeast Nebraska and delivering it to people for their ice boxes back in the early you know 1900s to then going into agriculture as my grandfather was getting you know 14 15 years old and then venturing from there into more of the agriculture of the grain. Then from there, you know, my dad was coming up, and so then it was more into the flat bedding. Nucor moved a big plant into northeast Nebraska, which created a marketplace there. And, and then I have four younger brothers, and all of us own uh, some sort of a trucking company. So it's just, a, it's just in our blood. It's just who we are. It really is. That, that is incredible history. Yeah. And it's just, it's just been great. And Matt and I started out, just the two of us, 16 years ago, and right now have 44 employees. So um, it's grown nicely for us, and it's all about relationships to us. And it starts with our employees, and from there it goes to our our carriers and our customers, and, you know, we cherish those relationships. And if we come close to losing one of those relationships, we're pretty quick on our feet to try and fix the situation. And that was so really the... Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say the relationships between our carriers and us as an intermediary and our customers is just a huge importance. 
And that was the feeling I got right away. Like, you know, simple things that I, I was talking to other people and brokers with about at the conference, like, you know, how many of your small carriers, and I mean the, the, the one truck guys with their own authority, how many of those guys have you really met? Have you encouraged to stop by your office? And, and many of them said, look, I've been dealing with, with, you know, a lot of owner operators. I've never met any of them. Or, you know, we, we really haven't built that relationship. We have a lot of, the phrase I kept hearing was one and done. They pull one load for, for us, we don't hear from them again, or we don't hear from them for six months. And, and that's my message on the owner-operator, the carrier side is, is look, you, you got to stop chasing the rate. You got to stop logging onto the load board, looking for the best rate you can find and making a call and, and not working to build that relationship. For one thing, that highest dollar rate may not be your most profitable load. Many times it isn't. And we work with them to understand their cost of operation, their cost per day, how long they're tying up their equipment. And many times the most profitable load is not just that highest gross rate. And building the relationship is the way to get to those better loads. Um, nobody in their right mind is going to give you their best customer's freight if they don't know who you are, uh, unless they absolutely have to. So that's the message I try to get across. And But when I talk to your people, you were like, well, our carriers stop in all the time. We're, we're always talking to them. We're, we're meeting with them every chance we get. And that was so refreshing to hear that. Yes, and uh, one thing I think that drives that home is you heard Cam's story and all of that is asset-based. She was always growing up and working on an asset base with her grandfather, her father. And so when her and Matt turned to the 3PL brokerage side, they understood the asset base and how to build the relationship and what's actually going on there on the road instead of just sitting behind the computer trying to figure out what's, what's going to make the most money. Yeah. And, and, Believe it or not, and I know, you know, the world you guys live in, all those terms are very, very common. We use them all the time. But on the owner-operator side, sometimes you say asset-based. They don't know what you mean by that. So what we're talking about, asset-based means we've got trucks. We have equipment. Um, you know, brokerage for 3PL, um, third-party logistics is, is basically a broker. And you've got the hybrids with, you know, some equipment, some brokerage. But again, sometimes these are, you know, phrases that the owner-operator side doesn't know. So there's the uh, music. I've got to get to another break. We are going to come back right after this and uh, continue the conversation and then get to some of your calls and questions. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Broker Connect. I've got Cam Kirsch and Tom Comstock on the line from Kirsch Transportation, and we're talking about their model, their history. They've got such a, a great story in transportation, and they've covered it all just about from beginning to end. And I, I met them and some of their people at uh, the Connected Conference last August and immediately realized their model was what I've been trying to work towards and, and get more of. And, and, and you two have been around the industry. You attend conferences. Uh, you know what I'm talking about with the one and done and, and all the problems we face and the contentious relationship that we tend to have with brokers and, and the very small carriers. And, and you're working on the solutions, and, it, and it's working well for you. So that's why we wanted to bring you on and, and talk about that. But I, I'm, I'm sure you see what I'm talking about every day. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, one example is that, you know, if you have that relationship built, when things do go awry, it uh, is a lot easier to fix and a lot less contentious and everyone comes out feeling like they solved the problem instead of feeling like they have another issue on their hands. Um, an example of that would be Last week event, I had a carrier who was hauling a load, multi-stop load. He got done with the load um, late in the evening, and the next morning I got a call from the customer stating that uh, basically the stops in the final took off the wrong product at the wrong spots. And I got in touch with him. He answered right away. It was easy to get in contact with him, kind of let him know what was going on. He told me that he had a load later that day, not till 6 p.m., but if, we, if he needed to do anything for us to go back and switch the loads around, which was going to be a couple hundred miles by the time he got all done with it and back to his location, that he was willing to do that for us. Um, he said, you know, just try to take care of me with money with what you can, and I said I would for sure. And I went back to the customer, told her our solution, and since we had a good relationship with the customer, she had already actually been working on it from her end with the stops in the final. And they said since they signed the paperwork and took off the product that they were actually going to handle it. So once she told me that, I went back with the driver and explained to him that they were going to take it. He felt so awful because he felt like it was his fault, even though it wasn't. And he offered again and again that he could go and help do it. Um, and he was actually, it's kind of funny, he was actually worried. He's like, they're never going to let me do these loads again if, if I don't go and help, and I was like, no, trust me, you've went above and beyond what you need to do, and they're okay with it, and they know that you'll do a great job on the next load just like you did a great job on this load. Just because there was a, a snag doesn't mean that you did a horrible job. So that was like a, a positive of having that relationship built, um, whereas it could have went off the deep end with people mm -hmm. saying different things or whatnot or, um, you know, just not having an answer for our customer. So within 10 minutes, I had a conversation with him. We had a solution and we had it back to the customer and she had a solution too. Yeah, and, and you know, when, when you say it, it could have easily gone wrong, it, it only takes one party in the process to get an attitude and then that spreads and, and pretty soon the whole thing falls apart. And, and honestly, it, I see that as the more common scenario. And again, I, I think a big part of it um, knowing both sides is that we we tend to spend our time 
only communicating around the negotiation, and we tend to negotiate those short-term transactions in a win-lose kind of way. You know, if you get more, I get less. If I get more, you get less. And that's the old school negotiating. And and what really works, if we want to bring more value to our mutual customer, the shipping community, and that's the only way we're ever going to get better rates. We, We have to provide value to them. They're paying all the bills. And the only way we're ever going to provide value is to work together. And that's really what the whole show is about. It's what you guys live and breathe. It's your model. And again, I thank you for sharing your time um, because there's a lot to learn. I also love the fact that you guys are in Council Bluffs, Iowa. You're right there where we have our big event of the year. So that's exciting as well. Yep. We're excited too. Thank you. Yeah. So what do you say we, uh, we take some phone calls? Anything else you guys want to say? We certainly have time or we can get to some calls. I wanted to say just one thing, Kevin. I feel like, you know, we need to be talking more about partnerships between, you know, we say we're partners with our shippers and we need to be partners with our carriers as well. Very good point. And, and, you know, I've been in business a long time in a lot of different businesses. I Almost all of them around trucking. And I, I'm third generation. My grandfather was an owner operator. Uh, my father was on and off an owner operator, could never seem to make the business work. And I, I think that's why I really kind of gravitated towards the business side of this when I had my trucks. And now I just love helping other people get started and do this. But but the one thing I, I see and I try so hard to get across to these guys is when you are in business, you, you have a couple really important groups. Your customers, obviously, because they pay the bills. And then you usually have some pretty key vendors you need. For an owner-operator, that could be, you know, your maintenance shop, your tire guy, um, those kind of things. People you pay to, to receive a service. But many times what I see in their mind is they really don't understand who their customer is. And, and I try to make it really clear. The customer is always the person paying the bills. And you also have to look at your customer has a customer in a business like this. And the only way to be successful in business and the way to be wildly successful in business is to provide as much value as you can possibly provide to your customers. And, and then I'll ask them, who's your customer? And many times I get that deer in the headlight look and I'll say, guys, you got to remember the person paying the bills, writing the check to you is the broker customer you have to treat them that way and then when i talk to the brokers i say look who's who's one of your most critical vendors it's these small carriers you have to treat them that way and and we don't and i say we don't in general there are clearly cases in in, like yours that we do and and you promote that and we want to do more of that so uh again i that's really the mission behind this show is to keep that conversation going awesome so let's get to some phone calls because boy do we have a bunch of them we are going to start off in indiana glenn welcome to the program hey thanks Kevin. um i use the uh, truck stop uh the pro level and i've tried to build some relationships and sometimes you just end up out of the ruts a little bit uh an example i found because it's hard for me i always tell rates is like 
I look at Indianapolis to uh, Minneapolis as a, an area I'd like to do, but I've never been able to do it because every time I see loads, even though the Indiana load to truck ratio right now is like 3.6, it seems like a dollar fifty to a dollar sixty is around what the rate is, even with a reefer. And uh, the other thing I had on on truckstop.com because I use the mobile app a lot. One area where you guys can improve that is to put like the average rates there on the mobile, so we can see it before getting into the computer, because that's one that one feature your competitor does have. But uh, Got it. And, like I said, I, I try the the multi-step and all that, but uh, I'll get I'll get. I'll stop talking and listen now. I just want to throw those out there. Thanks, Shaman. Yeah, absolutely. And we love that kind of feedback as well as how, you know, any of us can improve those things. Uh, Tom, you know, I, this isn't scientific. This is kind of something I've used for a long time, and it's just kind of a way to put some of these rates and numbers into perspective. I, I've kind of used the the analogy that rates are primarily – dictated by supply and demand. You know, trucking is looked at as a commodity way too often. And I try to tell people you've got to do something different if you don't want to be a commodity. But I'll, I'll say that, you know, the rate is, is about 90% um, just pure supply and demand. The other 10% is your ability to build relationships and your ability to negotiate better rates because you understand the rates in the lanes. And, and that's what we try to get them to work on, that other 10% that they control. Um, how close is that from your experience? I would say it's uh, very close. Um, obviously, the supply and the demand is a huge factor. And what the rate's going to be on the spot market. Um, going along with that, though, the 10% is very important when you have the loads. You know exactly who you want to go to when you've built that relationship. And quite honest, you might not, um, you not, might not go for the lowest rate when you get that good-paying freight because you know that you've had those carriers or those drivers that have helped you on some less desirable freight and they've, they've kind of scratched your back, so you're going to go straight to them and give them maybe a little bit higher rate than what the market value is in order to even things out over the long term for them. Great point. The music's playing. Let me get to a break. We're going to come right back and talk more. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Broker Connect. All right, uh, before we jump into this final segment, I just want to let everybody know we are flooded with calls and questions, which I absolutely love. Um, it looks like the show will probably grow to two hours here pretty quickly. Today, we're only set up to do an hour. Um, we'll get to another call or two, and uh, we'll look forward to next. We may even expand this to two hours next Monday. Uh, I'll take a look at that this week. So uh, if we don't get to your call or question, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll do it again next week. But here we're going to finish this final segment. Here we go.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Broker Connect. Talking with Tom Comstock and Kim Kirsch from Kirsch Transportation. And uh, we're just getting started into this program, and I can already see there's so much to talk about. We have a lot of questions on the line. And uh, Tom, I, I couldn't agree more um, on the rates and lanes. One of the other things I, I want to say um, to the caller, Glenn, um, and Trent, I'm going to bring you in on this. Um, I am an information junkie. And the more information I can get my hands on, the better. And, and sometimes you have to realize the information isn't always perfectly accurate. We live in a, a complicated world. But one of the things I try to convince the small carriers to do is to post their trucks more often. We know the loads make it to the board. You know, a, a very high percentage of those are being posted the truck numbers, when we look at load-to-truck ratios and, and strength and some of those things, in my mind, I always adjust those somewhat. You know, he mentioned, a, I think, a three-to-one ratio, you know, so he thought the that that lane should be stronger. But part of that, in my experience, and you tell me if, if this is holds true or not, part of that ratio, there's a problem because we aren't getting as much accurate information about the number of trucks in that area. Do you see that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, it's, uh, we've got some, uh, algorithms in the back end that actually, uh, try to correct that a little bit on the actual truck postings and, and searchings. Uh, but you're right. I mean, we see from a, an experience standpoint in the data, that you are much more likely to get higher paying freight if you can start that conversation off by posting a truck. And the same thing is applicable with rates, right? And understanding you mentioned having rates within that mobile application, which is actually coming up on our product releases pretty soon. So you'll see that, which is, which is nice because of the feedback we hear from you guys. But, but taking those, that, that information and understanding it uh, can help just start off that conversation and, and continue to foster that relationship. Yeah, and, and it gives us better information going forward. If, if we have more people posting trucks, then we have more accurate information about that, that strength and that load-to-truck ratio. Um, and if the carrier side would use that more and learn how to use it, they'd find that it's a, a tremendous tool for load planning. You know, this load looks, you know, pretty good, but do I really want to go into an area with, with a lousy ratio? And, and maybe I do, but I, I need more information to be able to do that. And this is one of the ways. And when I talk to carriers, they say, look, if I post a truck, my phone blows up sometimes. And I, I just can't deal with it all. And I'll say, look, your phone blowing up is not a bad thing. That's a great way to, to make connections um, you'd much rather have somebody looking for you. Uh, it's a better way to start the negotiation process. And, you know, there's a couple things here. If you've already got a load, let it go to voicemail. Um, or I've even told people, what if you had a second phone? You know, have a phone that, that's only there for finding and negotiating loads and have your other phone for talking to family and friends and all your other things. And, you know, if you've got a load, turn that other phone off if, if you're getting bombarded. But, but find some way 
that you can post your truck more often because it's going to help you and it's going to help the community overall because we have better information. Yeah, you're right. That's a that's a great idea from a separate phone number. You can always a lot of technology out there. You could just get a, a IP phone or something on your hosted network, so it's uh, much cheaper for you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, great stuff. We love to hear that there are new features coming out. Um, we are going to get to another call. Uh, we're going to Columbus. Spencer, welcome to the program. Uh, hi, Kevin. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I've always had difficulty, even with relationships with brokers that I've had, with the issue of detention. Um, and it's always, it just reared its ugly head in a big way last weekend and cost me, I don't know, twelve fifteen hundred dollars $1,500 on the next load. Um, I had to take a load of lesser value. And I guess the thing that really gets under my skin is when I tell my concerns to the broker, and I've been doing business with these guys off and on for quite a while, and um, it's not the only broker I do business with, but the response seems to be, well, we'll request detention time. I can't tell you how <laughs> irritating that is, uh, because in my mind, if I had a business and you requested a detention time, I would say no. <laughs> so I'm assuming when a broker says that they're going back to their customer and saying, Hey, you had our truck that we hired for this job at your facility for, in this case, uh, it was a multi-pick load. One stop took 10 hours to load. The final to um, the final took six and a half, seven hours to unload. And as a result, um, instead of being in McAllen, Texas, which I'm sure you're bright enough to know this time of year, is a wonderful place to be on a holiday weekend. Uh, on a Thursday instead of a Friday, it makes a big difference um, in the amount that you're going to get on your outbound load because obviously by Friday afternoon, a lot of people are headed out for the Easter holiday weekend. So um, when you're dealing with perishable goods, what a great place to be on a Thursday. And now that Thursday yeah. became a Friday, and it just killed me this week. And I have no idea if I'm going to get a dollar out of this broker. I know they try. I get it. And I, I, I do enjoy working with them. But, oh, it just really killed yeah. me this week. And there's got to be a better solution to this. Well, let me address the relationship side, and then I'll turn it over to Cam and Tom on that, you know, the they're part of it. They deal with it all the time with, with negotiating this with the, you know, ultimate customer, the shipper. Okay. The relationship side, you know, I think this is one of my strengths, and it's been why I, I've, I've been successful in business. And one of the things I've learned about relationships, and this is a hard thing, is there are times where there are people I like working with, but it's just not working for some reason. And, and it doesn't have to be personal, but there are times when I have to fire my customers. And it's just not working. Um, and, and again, it doesn't have to be personal. It's a business. I can still like them. But sometimes you just have to identify that relationship that isn't working. And I don't mean a problem once in a while. We're always going to have those. Do we resolve the problem in a way that's beneficial for your business or not? And, and maybe this is one of those cases, maybe not. But building those relationships and, and building really good relationships that work, I think is the key. And if it were easy, everybody would be doing it. We'd have to go find something else to set ourselves apart. So 
don't give up on that. And I know you're frustrated, and I get it. I've been there. But I'll turn it over to uh, Tom and Cam to talk about the specific issue of detention with the customers. Go ahead, guys. What was your name again? Spencer. Spencer. This is Cam speaking. Um, for us, it depends on the circumstances surrounding a detention issue. Um, I do believe it's our responsibility to take care of our drivers when it comes to detention. And we may sometimes have to fight a little bit for them. You deserve that. Um, but each, each case is taken kind of differently and it's looked at differently by our shippers too. Sometimes we have to fight it, fight it just a little bit to get you what you deserve. And just sure. to add to that, Spencer, it kind of sounds like you work with this broker uh, pretty frequently. And um, like Cam was saying, it depends on the load. I know some of the loads we move out of here, um, we specifically know that they're going to be longer loading or unloading times. And I know the people that work those say on the front end, hey, here's why the rate is higher. This is what I'm going to be able to get you. Um, so don't, don't, it's not a lost cause. Just stay with me. This is what I'm going to be able to get with you. But there are those other times where it just it happens and we have to go to the customers to try and get money. I understand the, the huge loss on your end. And then some, sometimes we can't get anything from the customer and then we just take it out of pocket and give it to you guys because that's the right thing to do. Exactly. Um, I don't think from your perspective probably any amount of detention is going to be able to replace the dollars right. $1,500 you lost. But the fact that right. you know that hopefully they're going to work for you and hopefully at the end of the day if their customer is not paying detention, They'll be able to work something out with you. Maybe it won't be as much detention as you liked on this one, but maybe the next load they're going to be able to tack on a couple hundred dollars for you because they'll remember right. that you didn't, you know, lose faith in them. Right. Oh, and, I do appreciate it. Hate to do it. Sorry to cut you off, Spencer, but, boy, we just blew right through this hour, and uh, great stuff. Um Tom, Cam, I, I know we've got lots of uh, good small carriers and owner-operators that would love to work with a company with your model that, that really is looking to build relationships. How would they get a hold of you? Uh, well, they can reach us by calling 877-341-9611. Or we can give you an email address for our carrier development group, and that would be... Carrier development at kirschtrans.com, and that's spelled K-I-R-S-C-H, trans.com. Fantastic. Uh, boy, we just completely ran out of time quickly. We are going to do this again. Uh, we'll do it again next week, and I think we're going to be growing the show to two hours pretty quickly. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks to Curse Transportation and truckstop.com. We'll see you next week. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. All right, everybody. Thanks so much, boy. I, I knew it was going to go fast. It, it went uh, much faster than I expected. Uh, I probably should have set this up for... Uh, two hours. Uh, Trent, Tom, Cam, uh, thanks. And we'll get you back on here and we'll we'll do this again. Great stuff. Thank yeah, you it was so a much. pleasure. Thank you. Luck to you. All right.
Take care, everybody. Okay. We'll see you back here tomorrow for the Power Hour and general questions. Thanks. Thank Bye. you. Thanks for tuning in to The Audio Road. If you have any questions, give us a call at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash letstruck.